I was going to talk about that train I was riding. Oh, fuck okay. So I figured figured maybe we wanted to record. I don't know if it's interesting. Yeah, dude, you lived the dream. I, mean, I did, yeah. yeah. We better get that on Talking Tracks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Had to take a train to um, Guangzhou. It's like a four-hour train ride. So I brought the Switch. I was playing Marvel Ultimate Alliance on the on the train, which was amazing. Yeah, like I, I like the trains, but seriously, dude, like the children in this country can all go fuck themselves. I I hate the kids here, man. They're they're like and I hate the parents too. Fuck all the parents here too. The kids have ruined my train experience because there was like no. Oh yeah, Don't, they did. No, they soured you cannot it. Let- a couple shitty kids ruin like that's our whole old shtick. That's our entire gimmick is our love of fucking I know the railroad system, man. You can't let that sour you on it. I'm gonna start a new podcast like, about hating like, children. <laughs> I don't even know how the fuck you were even able to play a lame ass switch for a second what? on this train ride. How the fuck were you not just enjoying the fact that you were on a motherfucking train? Oh dude, they steam have steam engines, uh... bro. <laughs> no, this Ooh. isn't a <laughs> It's not a steam engine. It's a bullet or train. Locomotives. I don't know what the yeah. fuck they are. Monorail. <laughs> you don't know bitch. what they are. You're an authority on trains. You're on talking tracks here. I don't know here. what kind they have in China. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> what kind you rode. You didn't give me your your trip itinerary ahead of time for me to look up pictures of it and just marvel at your luck. My luck. It was like like uh, seventy dollars for these fucking train tickets too. I would have paid seven times that <laughs> easily. Last time I went there, it was way cheaper, and they raised the fucking price. I'm pissed off about a lot of things about the train They've been listening ride. to Talking Tracks with Dave and yeah. Donnie. They know what the we, fuck is up. We've the driven up the stock price. love trains. Yeah. You're <laughs> fucking welcome, China Railroad Systems. Yeah. So, this is something I also don't agree with this policy about the train. If you are shorter than 1.5 meters, then you can go on... <laughs> <laughs> You can get on the train for free, meaning children. So children who are uh, below this height just get on for free, but they don't get a seat. So the person next to me was this mother with her child who, you know, she didn't pay for a seat for the kids. So they're just like sharing the seat together. And then I'm in the aisle seat. Dude, this kid got up uh, 50 times at least, like in and out, like going past me. I think they owe me money for taking up my train space for so long. You know, you want to do it once or twice, I get it, but, like, Jesus Christ, put a leash on that thing. Why, why are you letting no, that... dude. Why are you letting it walk it's around same, like that? It's the same as a plane. If you're going to be the lucky fuck. motherfucker in the aisle seat, go fuck yourself. You're going to put up with everyone who needs to go piss a thousand times. But I'm you're supposed you. to be... You're supposed to feel shame about it, about having to interact with me. And that's supposed to keep people in check. That's why I prefer the aisle seat. I've never done that. <laughs> never done what? Asked to Don't go shame. piss. I'd be like, hey, move. I'm going to go piss, bro. Most I people thought. do. Most people do. They'll wait for you to Those get up and then they'll get animals. up. Yeah, sure. They're NPCs, dude. They're, they're, that's what I count on. But this fucking kid. And then on my way back, I'm sitting next to a dude. He, he didn't get up at all the whole time. And he slept for the whole train ride. It was perfect. But the kid in front of, in the seat in front of me, uh, also, you know, below 1.5 meters. So he doesn't have a seat either. Uh, at near the end of the train ride, he's just like running up and down the aisles and stuff. It's like a two-year-old kid, and then he's I'd be like doing that same fucking thing as a thirty-five-year-old man. First of all, shame on you for not waking <laughs> up your uh, your co-pilot on that trip <laughs> of magic. It's my co-pilot. You should feel like an asshole, man. 
She'd be like, hey, bro, we're on the train. Wake the fuck up. Hey, Get look, pumped. look out the window. Trains! Oh, dude, and the people, yeah. like, cl- closed the blinds on the train. How majestic was that view? What? What? Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Is like, this they'll, they'll close the blinds. I know, people dude. People don't appreciate what you've got. <laughs> fuck all of you, China. Yeah. Our main listening, listening country and uh, support system. Fuck all of you for not appreciating the fucking trains. You rode yeah, dude, the fucking it's like, rails. They, they want to, like, block the sun. And, like, they don't care. But I want it open. I want to look out the window. Yeah, man. Views. I, was, I open mine. It's like people just close them. It's, it's ridiculous, man. They just want to, like, look at their phones the whole time. And I want to look at my Switch for half the time. <laughs> the other half the time, the other half the time, I want to look out the train window. But, yeah, this fucking kid, he's, like, gets this uh, snack and, you know, it's, like, opens the packaging. And he's, like, dumping the food on the floor and then picking it up and eating the fucking Cheerios or whatever the fuck off the floor. And then he throws the package oh, at me rope. twice. He threw the package at me twice, I, dude. This kid's awesome. Fuck you. Fuck this, this kid. kid. This kid is a Fuck fucking me, I asshole. I threw. I threw the package at. at I would take the, the package mother. and eat it myself. I'd be like, "Go fuck yourself, bro." You no, just dude. Gave me Cheerios. This kid dick. is walking around with like like an obviously full diaper and shit. Like it's gross, man. People are not paying attention. Wait, to their how kids. old was the kid actually? Like two. This kid was like two. Oh, or wait, so something. he was actually dude. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's, that's funny. Fuck him. Fuck that kid. Fuck you, kid. Dude, your, I mother, so, your mother's so a cunt. Cheerios. I don't give a fuck. He can cry all he wants. I don't want. I don't want his shitty Cheerios. Fuck his Cheerios. Those are my floor Cheerios now, bitch. Yeah. Do something. But anyway, I finished. Oh, uh, Two year old. <laughs> yeah, I finished Marvel Ultimate Alliance uh, in the hotel in in Guangzhou. So that was a uh, that was my weekend. What brought you to Guangzhou? Uh, I had to go to the embassy. Oh yeah. There's nice. an embassy in this city that's been they've been teasing that it's going to be a full service e- embassy since I got here in 2015 and it's now been four fucking years and they still don't do shit. I have to fucking pay $70 for a train ride both ways for a train ride uh, to go to the fucking embassy when there's one right here and just it doesn't do shit. It just sits there. There's people that work there. They don't do anything. I don't understand what the fuck is going on with this embassy. Fuck you, Wuhan yeah, You wouldn't have gotten to ride a... Yeah, Wuhan. They yeah, did go you a fuck favor, yourself. Uh, no, they did you a solid. You got to ride a fucking train twice. Yeah, I guess that's true. That was the only highlight, except for the kids on the train. There's, like, way too many kids. They should, uh... We got to bring back the, uh... There should be a zero-child policy instead of a two-child policy. It's like the, um... Any amusement park that has one of those, like, shitty, like... Just take a, like, view around the park trains. Yeah. Like Cedar Point has, and, like, uh, I think, like, Disney probably has. Mm-hmm. That's why I giggled so hard when you said that there was a, you must be this tall to ride sign. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's like, you can ride, but it's like, you must be this tall to pay. You know, if you're below yeah, this height, you don't that. have to. I'm going yeah, to be shorter than that. Just cut I'm off my ride fucking the rails for free. knees. Yeah, for sure. It's been a pretty good episode of Talking Tracks. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. <laughs> Come ride the rails with us next week. Woo. Yeah. This hit is a the, preview. Hit the effect. Where's your sound effect? Because mine oh, isn't dude, going I, so well. I couldn't, I couldn't find a good don't, one. Don't you Sorry. fucking dare tell me you don't have one. <laughs> How dare you? I was looking for one just before we started, and it, like they all sound terrible. But here, hold on. I'll get a shitty one real quick that I saw. Just go, just go to like the local uh, shitty knickknack store and buy one of those wooden ones. Wait, well... Come on, spoiler. Because those ones are awesome. They make a great sound. All right, I found one. Hold on. 
God damn it, log in to download. Fire up some Red Dead 2. There's a train in that. There is a lot of trains. They had good train effects in that. That's uh, my favorite part of game. that game, besides yeah. betting horses. Rushing them. <laughs> Dude, what a life. I know, I right? Ride and rob trains and brush horses all day. I do too. Hunt bears and get mauled by them for fucking with them. That'll teach me. All right, here it is. <laughs> that one kind of yeah. sounded like a uh, woman screaming, but... Really? That sounds like a train whistle. Does It's exactly that wooden train whistle. Here, listen, listen again. All right, I, I can hear the scream, but uh, no, listen, you're, you're listening I mean, to the higher frequencies. Listen to the middle yeah. frequencies. One more time. Yeah, those wooden ones make it a little bit lower sounding. I like that. I like my train yeah. whistles low. Yeah, me too. That's like my voice, you know. I, I can't believe the lack of uh, train whistle sound effects on freesound.com or .org or whatever. That the is fuck surprising. I, just went to. I know. I thought I thought it would be like I would type one search and the first thing would be what I want, but no. Yeah. Seems like an easy one. I'm very disappointed in you, freesounds.org. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right. Although, Let's, thanks uh, for sponsoring us this week. Yeah, exactly. As well as the Jung Ho uh, train system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ride the rails, see the views. Kids, five meters and under, ride for free. All One right. and a half meters. I don't know what a meter is. Let's go ahead and get the steam in this engine going. <laughs> Daniel Burbank. <laughs> the single greatest transition we've ever made in the history of this show <laughs> yeah i was transitioning to Segway. the opening <laughs> i know and it worked yeah welcome back everyone to giraffes have black tongues i am your host dave and i'm your other host donnie we have a few things to talk about today we are talking about baltimore the infernal train we're talking about Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Aliens. And we're talking about the Blade TV show from 2006, starring uh, Emmy Award winning uh, actor Sticky Fingers. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we should have had, we should have, you, oh man, did you uh, reach out to, I think it's Ruckus Records and get clearance to use Slam or Back to Fuck Up, like any Onyx classics from yesteryear? Uh, I'm still waiting for them to reply. Shit. All right, well, everyone just go to YouTube and type in Onyx Slam. And just listen to that as you start listening to this episode. I also listened to some Sticky Fingers this week, just because I was curious about... uh, I watched... or uh, Shit, I listened to... What the fuck was it? It's like Never Die or something. He's talking about how he'll never die. Or he's not afraid to die or something. Uh, because the song is about him trying to kill himself and failing, I think. It's very disturbing. <laughs> he's like, oh, I tried playing with the gun. He that while he was playing Blade. And he's like, yeah, I just can't yeah, die. I'm Blade. I'm Blade now. <laughs> Not dying is what it's called. 
And he's like, <laughs> I played with a gun with my brother and I got shot and I didn't go to the hospital. And then I sewed it up myself and now I'm still, and I'm not dying. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what is the story? Like, I don't know what he's trying. What is he trying? Is he, I think he's crying for help in that song. I was like disturbed by the lyrics. Yeah. He, he might have been Jesus going through a rough uh, stretch rate, whatever that is. Yeah. Happens. What are you talking about? Lord. It's like, you're just talking about how you're failing to like commit suicide. I think <laughs> you're not talking about being tough. Right? These stories don't add up. I get the message he's trying to send, but he's not doing it very well. I mean, that sort of makes you tough, right? Uh, like, yeah, it does, but... Like, I'm in so much pain, and I, I, I'm clearly crying out for help, but I'm so tough. Not even yeah. I can kill me. <laughs> not going to therapy, because therapy's for... Uh, pussy N-words. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he would say in, like, 2006 or whatever, 90s. So enough about sticky fingers. We'll 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 circle back to that a little later. Uh, what what do you want to talk about first? I mean, we just talked trains. So you want to continue on with that, or you want to go with the other one? Uh, let's pick. let's talk trains. So so we got another another of my classic works here. This I know. That I've had time that I note teamed too. up with um, Hellboy creator Mike Mignola. Yeah, Mike Mignola. Yeah, back when he and I were tag teaming. Baltimore series. Hell yeah. Yeah, this is uh, Baltimore, the Infernal Train. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is, this is, I, I like the sound effect. I, I think I'm going to keep it. Yeah, that's the one. It's grown on me. I like how shitty it is now. So speaking of train sounds, though, my very first note is uh, chugga, 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 choo, choo. They had the, they had the sound effects of the train in like the very beginning. I really like that, that they were writing that out. Yeah, I mean, that's half the fun of reading a book about train rides is uh, yeah. picturing the sound effects in your head. Yeah, exactly. So it's very, it's nice very that fun. you actually get to read it and like, yeah. Nice. And I get to write chugga chugga choo choo. Also, like, you know, I've heard of like steam powered trains and there's a, a trains powered by electricity and stuff. This train is powered by zombies. That's fucking genius. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this who, is the Who most... came up with this idea? <laughs> So this is a crazy little series here, this Baltimore thing. So yeah. he's hunting after some like super ancient vampire. So I was thinking like, oh, this is just going to be like some Van Helsing thing. But then like there aren't any vampires really in it except for like the power players who like run the train, I think. I think they might be the vampires he's hunting after. And yeah. everything else is just zombies for some reason. But yeah, I love the zombie powered train because there's like an endless horde of them in the Vampire lady just keeps bossing them. She's like, all right, all right it's your turn. Jump on in there. Kill yeah. the guy. It's your turn now. Thanks. Actually, the that train engine where they're throwing the, or they're having the zombies just like jump in the, the fire there to fuel the train. The lady who runs the train was also at one point takes the engine out. And it's like, oh, this is a crematorium for your, uh, for your dead bodies for some reason. I, I, I don't know what the fuck. Like that's supposed to be. So I, I I couldn't tell if it was a haunted train, or no, a, a demon possessed train, or a demon possessed like oven. It was hard to tell. You know, just retrofitted to the train. I I don't know. Yeah, I mean maybe they needed like a cover story, so they also pose as a uh, mausoleum or something, where they cremate bodies on the train. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. That sounds like a thing that I didn't just make up, right? 
I I think it was a. Uh, I mean, this legit. was this was like the 1830s or something. It said in the book, right? So, yeah, I mean, that exactly. was probably a thing that used to happen all the time. Yeah, and it probably powers the train too. It's just efficiency. Yeah, I mean, work smarter, not harder. Right. It's also a pretty good. Uh, by the end of this, there's a pretty good train derailment scene. I, I enjoyed the train derailing on the bridge. That was pretty fun. Those always hurt my heart. Yeah, the trains always uh, always derail in these books. It happened in that uh, fucking BPRD book too. Sad. So, what did you think of Baltimore, the the main character, the titular character? He's an extremely badass character. When I searched for this book on the site that we use, mm-hmm. there were a bunch of other Baltimore series. So this was just like a, a three part issue or run, I guess. Right. But I am very interested to read something else and, and see what all this guy does in his Van Helsinging exploits or adventures. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll revisit Baltimore someday. The other guy, the, uh, it was, uh, I don't know what his name was. Diovic? Yeah, the priest guy or whatever, the kind of yeah. villain, the anti hero, I guess, that, at some point. That guy looked an awful lot like, uh, Colum Hume from the Sixth Gun, like the main bad guy in the Sixth Gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. He reminded me of every time I'd see him. Yeah, I could see that. Maybe uh, maybe they're connected. Maybe it is that guy. Yeah, perhaps. Shared universe. One of Baltimore's character traits is that he really likes paying for shit. You see him pay for so many things in this book. Like, every time he makes a purchase, you, like... They have to like draw him putting the money on the table and shit. He leaves the bar and it's like, here's the money. And he's, he steals some uh, weapons from the police. And then he like leaves a bag of money for the weapons. He paid for I mean, something else too. I, I like that they made a point of showing him that he's paying for everything. Fuck paying for everything. Why, why not? He's not a bad guy. He's the hero. So, I mean, I he doesn't want to leave any unsettled debts. So he knew ahead of time that uh, the, the guys from the armory were going to be coming after him. So. He talked to the hotel manager. He's like, yeah, I'm checking out tomorrow, but uh, I should probably get you now just to be safe. Yeah. <laughs> that was the other one, too. It's like, yeah, fuck it. Just in case I die, here's your, uh, here's your pay. Fuck that, dude. I don't think he thought he was going to die. I think he was well, still. he thought he might get like hauled off to jail or a train powered by zombies. Yeah, I guess so. Those are, those are both very likely outcomes of any hotel check-in for Baltimore, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So yeah, the uh this train, uh going back to this demon possessed train, they have the Red King, who is the big demon who's possessing the train or who wants to somehow link to the train. And Baltimore somehow caused that problem, which I didn't understand at all. Because the lady's like, oh, this was, uh, this was your fault that the, the Red King, they're calling him, woke up and wants to go on the train again or whatever. <laughs> but I thought it was stupid that Baltimore is the cause of it. Like, I, I didn't see any connect. That seemed a little too convenient to me. But I, granted, I don't know shit about this series. Also, I just love the, the Red King's train-based resurrection plan. I think that's genius. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what we need more of. Yeah, some sort of train-based uh, plans here is always good. <clears throat> like, you want to bring back Wolverine? Fuck you, Marvel, but fine. As long as it's train-powered, that it 
occurs or that happens, I'm fine with that then. I would be okay reading that series then. Yeah. But only if he's resurrected by train. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Wolverine, do you remember that uh, podcast about Wolverine that we talked about? Yeah, like Marvel Long <laughs> Yeah, night, yeah, the Long, long or something. Road or whatever the fuck. There's a continuation of that with uh, that follows Wolverine in the bayou, which just sounds pretty funny. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah, we'll kind of want to talk about Marvel podcasts later. I have, a, I have an idea that I'll, we'll talk about. So stay tuned for that. Ooh, I can't wait. I will. Yeah. I was talking to you specifically. <laughs> I assume, what what right? the fuck? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh, okay. The last note I had is that the priest in this, this uh, Delivic guy or whatever the fuck, he turns into a werewolf at the end. So I guess that's a thing that he can do. Does uh, General Hume turn into werewolves at any point in the six gun? No. Oh, well. His mother's like a weird snake lizard toad woman, though. Oh. So that's kind of like a werewolf. Have we ever seen uh, General Hume under the full moon? I don't know. I don't know if it was full moon or just half crescent. Probably probably not full if he didn't turn into a werewolf. Yeah, I, I mean, there was probably some cloud coverage or something. Yeah. All right, you got anything else about this one? That's all I had. How wonderfully colored and illustrated was this book? <laughs> yeah, good, good job. take a moment to speak on that. Good job, Dave. I'm going to start just randomly like calling up Comic-Con conventions and shit and just like trying to pose as all the yeah. other Dave Stewart's <laughs> and see if I can actually get into any doing this. We should like put that in your bio on the uh, Giraffes Have Black Tongue website. We can, well, we can make bios and then like just say Dave Stewart is a colorist on uh, multiple yeah. comic books. <laughs> yeah, list, list that, list my time with the Arrhythmics, list yeah. my uh, Major League Baseball career. Yeah. As a World Series winner and shit, yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff, a lot of achievements. I mean, I'm a pretty accomplished dude. I don't just sit around reading comic books and like watching TV and playing video games. You only you only do that for to talk about on a show. That's all. Yeah, work. that's this it's is work. solely work. Yeah, yeah. Enough about how amazing I am. Um, yeah, let's hear about how amazing this book is from someone else. Yeah, boom. Read some fucking again. reviews, you cuck. Yeah, I'm really on it with these uh, transitions today. You, Goddamn. You are, man. That train ride yeah. inspired you. I can, I can feel it. it <laughs> yeah. Train ride fueled me with uh, angry energy. <laughs> Hatred for kids to fuel my fucking uh, podcasting. <laughs> That's where your creativity comes from. <laughs> yeah. It's all it comes from hate. This, uh, this, this whistle sound. <laughs> That's actually the steam coming out of me from uh, how pissed off I was at those kids. <laughs> all right anyway i found a review there was none on amazon that i could find but uh there's another review on comicbookdaily.com so i just have a couple paragraphs from that just as a you know i don't i don't want to read the whole thing but uh this gives us a little background information about the series so that's kind of why i picked that one a little background baltimore takes place in an alternate history europe where the great war is interrupted by a new plague one that predominantly features vampires. So I guess that's what's going on with this book. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Lord Henry Baltimore is a former British soldier out for revenge against a vampire that destroyed his family. 
Baltimore's story begins and ends with the illustrated prose novel that Mignola and Golden released in uh, 2008, and, and Dave Stewart, too. A few years later, the pair started releasing the Steinbeck Illustrated Comics, which fleshed out some interim adventures briefly mentioned in the novel. How do you feel about vampires? Do you like vampires? Yeah, I mean, do you, do you mean as I just in general, characters as, or? as anything. Yeah, vampires really? are cool. Okay, all right. I don't know, I, I, I don't give a shit about vampires. Really? Which, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, Blade, we'll talk about that Morbius, later. Blade, uh, True Morbius Blood. is, uh, cool, I guess. He's a vampire. He's gonna be in that, uh, Ultimate Alliance 3 soon. He's part of the DLC. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, because the there, there was talks about, like, they hired Jared Leto to play him in a movie for Sony. Oh. I have no idea if anything ever happened with that. So, if he's a DLC character, maybe it has some kind of tie into that. I, I saw that uh, somebody signed a deal for, I, I forget who now, but someone signed a deal to direct Venom 2. I saw that on Reddit just this morning, actually. So maybe maybe oh. that. Uh, that. That would make sense to me, if it's Sony. I thought it was supposed to be a standalone Morbius movie and have nothing to even do with his connections to Spider-Man, really. But I don't, I don't know. I have no idea if anything ever, if they're going ahead with it or not. Well, we'll see. All right, anyway. And now, getting into the review here. The comic has so far been collected into three handsome hardcovers. I like, I like that he said handsome in that. That's, that's pretty nice. Alliteration. Wait, and, good, good and also about vampires, The Strain, man. Also The Strain. Yeah. Great vampire stuff. Yeah, I guess. All right. And The Infernal Train will not doubt get the same treatment in short order. Okay, so shitty grammar now. Good alliteration plus shitty grammar in that sentence. But the infernal will train not represents get the same treatment. Wait, how's that shitty grammar? It will not doubt get the same treatment. Should be no doubt. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, that... yeah. That's a you're really... such a come on <laughs> stickler. A... I I know. Well, Where's you're putting you, it out on the fucking bro? internet. Yeah. Well, that autocorrect wouldn't even see that. You're supposed to proofread it. Proof. Fuck. Proofread it. You fucking Readerly. asshole. Readerly. Readerly.com, my friend. Grammarly. Let's get dumb to search Grammarly. Yeah. That's what it's called. Shit. Okay. I could work I for fucking like that. Yeah. See, I'm correcting you now. Let's get Grammarly let's, to start. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the name of this shitty company, but let's get them to. <laughs> no, it's your grammar. On. Your grammar is the problem. Uh, Nazi rants here. Yeah, I'm Grammar Hitler. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Grammarly. And then, and, <laughs> yeah. Hit sure. us up. We accept. And then, any and, I, and then when I speak, like I, I, I will also make grammar mistakes too. And I'm when I'm on this podcast, I notice, but uh, that doesn't matter. If you put it, if yeah, you write it, if you write it, oh, we're if, only yeah. other people on blast. I'm allowed. I can make grammar mistakes. You can't. All right. Mine, uh, mine for some reason don't upset me nearly as much as yours do. Okay. People of the internet world. Yeah. Uh, but the Infernal Train represents probably the peak of the comic series so far. It both introduces a new adventure for the titular hero and further develops the overall plot of the universe, revealing the dark vampiric machinations taking place in Europe while Baltimore tears across the continent on his one-man mission of revenge. But it's interesting how these seemingly standalone adventures all add a little bit to the overall story, and by the end of the Infernal Train, 
you'll be grabbing for the novel to see if you've forgotten any details of the finale. Pretty pretty raving review for that. Yeah, I mean, damn. One extra T aside, this guy's review is pretty solid. Yeah, I give it a uh, two out of ten. Yeah, that that uh, that extra T uh, took away eight stars for that review. <laughs> All right. Oh man, what a harsh critic you are. Yeah, I know. But he described it as a handsome collection. I mean, I yeah, though, I like that you a, a kick, lot. You did get a kick out of that I one. I did, yeah, I did. So that gave it one star. That's where the two came in, actually. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, I don't know. Speaking of creatures, uh, Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Aliens. <laughs> this is the new air horn now, I think. What did you think of the Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Alien? It was alright. I mean, it was a fun little, like, one-off, but somehow they've also made a, a second follow-up to it, so I'm curious yeah. now, after reading this, to see how exactly they've, like, <laughs> re rehashed this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, sure. yeah, if you follow, like, Judge Dredd books or have any interest in those, and just like the other two characters, it's definitely a fun little read to check out and at least give it a shot yeah you'll also like this if you're a furry so you had furry animals in there they had like uh yeah. the and the furries are like living in the jungle outside of mega city one which is that dystopian judge dread city they saw predator and the the like these animal furries surround predator and they're like round these parts and we don't tolerate which uh reminded me of that episode of south park where the sexual harassment panda, who is also a furry, uh, was going into the bar. And they're like, hey, panda bear, we don't take kindly. Like, that's that's what that reminded me of a lot, but like just reversed. <laughs> so that was interesting. But I was, uh, furries were very unexpected in this. Like, if you were to ask me, what do you expect from Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Alien? My last answer would be furries. I, I was like, oh, weird. Seems out of place. Well, no, because were there people in those costumes in the single Judge Dredd book we read last time? I can't remember. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, shit. Maybe not then. Never mind. <laughs> okay. They're, uh, they're going after the Archbishop emoji. <laughs> what the fuck is with that? It's like this robot dude with an emoji face, and he just talks in, like, lulls and uh, WTF. That was interesting to me. That was a great villain character yeah though. it's like a meme villain that's pretty funny <laughs> drakken weird <laughs> yeah they do use that a lot yeah i think we talked about that Run? last time we read the yeah. uh, thing though yeah in this book we have the like this insane doctor who who made all the furries and he's trying to like take alien dna that he found on predator's ship from his trophy and uh, splice it with other people and everything to, uh, I don't know, to do whatever he wants to do. So so we have like an alien Judge Dredd, because it's like half this dude, half alien uh, hybrid, and he's still wearing the stupid helmet and everything. It's pretty it's pretty dumb, but it's uh, pretty fun. You also get some like furry alien, or yeah, furry aliens, like the Rhino Man alien. It's just like this weird hybrid of the alien creature and all these furries. So that was kind of also very fun. So you can like take the furry thing to the next level. I was a little bit disappointed with this because based on the title, 
I was thinking this was going to be like an ultimate bloodbath of a three-way. Yeah. Kind of like Judge Dredd was just going to, for some unnecessary reason, be inserted into like those Alien vs. Predator movies and have it play out like that. But what it was was it was a three-part, a three-book story of Predator vs. Judge Dredd and then a separate three-part act of Judge Dredd vs. Alien. That was, a, that was a little bit of a bummer, but I mean, it was still fun i guess yeah it's still fun like you have judge dread and predator working together to stop the doctor from making everyone an alien which is a and it's like several predators you know it starts with the predator who gets murdered by the furries which also speaking of um swear words fake swear words they were they were calling those people muties they they stole it from x-men god damn yeah marvel marvel's gonna have yeah. a uh a lawsuit to be sending Fuck. out muties dude that's that's their word that's all their word <laughs> yeah they got to say the m word <laughs> you can't use that unless you're uh being bigoted towards our characters <laughs> yeah 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 so the furries kill a predator and then the other predators follow and try to find him and uh save him which uh i don't think i've seen all those predator movies but do they ever like have any scenes from the predator home planet have you have you watched all of them the only one I've seen was that newest one that oh, just well, came out with, like, the Alpha Predator. Okay. He's on his ship trying to fly home at the yeah. end of it, but, uh, who's that actor that's in that? Whoever that guy is. Okay. He and, like, his two friends stop it from leaving. Hmm. And it just crashes back into Earth. Okay. I, I want to know. But he did have pet Predator dogs, and those were cool. Oh, wow. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's fun. That, well, that that makes me want to know even more. Like, what is that fucking home planet like? Like, I I just want to see a movie that's like just shows like a day in the life of a predator on the home planet. Like, what do they do I, all day? Are they like? I think go to the I office. Think the entire or? premise of the one movie. It might have been the one before this last one. I think it was the one. It's like uh, Adrian Brody's in it, and I think Lawrence Fishburne is in it too. Yeah. But I think the entire premise of that is they drop like a team of special ops onto the Predators world. Oh, really? To have them battle Predators, maybe? Oh, shit. So they go to like know. Predator I, cities? I don't, I don't watch these movies. Yeah. All right, I'm going to figure it out because I want to know. Because like just having the people follow them and there's Predator dogs and shit and they have all this technology... I feel like they're doing a thing where you rich people like Dennis will go to Africa and like shoot lions and shit. I think like they're doing the same thing. And I want to know what that's like. I, I want to know if there's people who are like, oh, you, you went and you uh, killed that alien. How, how dare you? Uh, that's terrible. And like if they have news or like fake news or whatever, like how does that fucking work? I, I really want to know. That's very interesting to me. In the Judge Dread world? I would no. think this was all new to them, so they don't normally hunt aliens and xenomorphs and predators. Well, well, yeah, but I just want to know about the Predator home planet, though, is what I'm saying. I understand the Judge Dredd world. I'm living in China. It's like, it's really, it's, it's getting there. So I, I, I get how that works. But So you're saying I, uh, you wonder if the Predators have their own picketers? Yeah. Where, like, you went and killed humans? How could you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I think every predator is a predator character. But, like, they're all going to murder, not give a fuck. I don't know, man. You know, you only see, like, uh, I guess, the, no, like, four at a time. Of, like, the thought of, like, a predator, like, 
housemaker character, yeah, like a wearing an apron, like child, yeah. go to a school, <laughs> yeah. No, that that why not? Is a, a million times lamer. And well, I'm how done. did how did they learn to make all that they're shit? Just, they're just insanely fucking dumb as hell movies about like monsters <laughs> that just murder for the fuck of it. Yeah, but I, I just want to know that's about the, the background. That's the only I appealing part about this story. It's not. And they're not that appealing to begin with, even. Like, that's I want to see the Predator like, school. thing it has for it. The new one had, like, uh, it was like Predator, but it was like Predator <laughs> on HGH. Yeah. Like, it's a giant fucking monster of a Predator, and they just call it the Alpha Predator because it comes and it kills the Predator who was on Earth already trying to kill, like, the people. They're like, oh. oh, cool, it helped us out. What a great guy. And then they're like, oh, wait, no, it's still a predator. It's going to fucking destroy us now. And it's harder to kill than the regular predator. <laughs> it had, like, these two alien dog things, and one of them became a friend of the autistic kid or something. Whoa. I don't know. Whoa. These are fucking insanely stupid <laughs> movies. Fuck? Okay, I want to see that. Oh, yeah, like, that's the entire thing that happened. Like, uh, they had a predator mask at the guy's house. And his autistic son found it, and he wanted to talk to his dad, who was, like, at an army huh. base or something, and he put the mask on, and then, like, a Predator hunting ship or whatever was like, oh, we're getting a beaking signal from Earth. Better go get that mask back for some reason. <laughs> it's probably expensive, dude. Movie. I would, yeah, well, it probably cost, like, 19 human heads. Yeah. They, they, spent, they, they, they poured money into human research and for, development. I hope that's all predators pay for things in. It's just human skulls. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think they just no. They just hunt for sport. That's just for them. It's like uh, you mount them on the wall. But I I don't know why autism is like such a superpower in movies these days. Like if you're if you have autism in a movie, you will definitely befriend the uh, alien or monster. Like Eleven in that Godzilla movie was friends with the moth or something. And I'm pretty sure she has autism. Mothra? Yeah, I think so. What? Yeah. Mothra makes friends now? Yeah, yeah. Mothra was friends. I think I think uh Eleven was using her autism to be like, oh, don't don't uh don't don't kill people or whatever. I forget how they were connected. I've seen that that was a while ago. I forget the, the fine details, but Eleven was uh making friends with monsters, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's go back to this book, though. They work together and they kill the aliens. And Judge Dredd says to Predator, like Predator's like, mm, yes, you would make a very interesting hunt. That is a compliment. And then uh, Judge Dredd's like, no, you get off my planet. And if you come back, I'm going to you're you're in the you're going to follow the law, the, the, the Earth law, my law. And then they're like, all right, dude, let's just fucking go. Dude, Judge Dredd is like such a fucking like it's not Dredd. Like, all the judges specifically talk so much fucking shit to the uh, Xenomorphs and the Predator, <laughs> like, when yeah. they're all just so clearly as fucked as imaginable. Like, yeah, true. They're just sitting there talking shit. Like, the one guy who was, I forget his name, like, Bean or something like that, yeah. was uh, trapped in the uh, Predator's lair, and the girl drank the blood and, like, was able to psychically link to it for a second and watch him get killed, but... He's still just talking shit to the Predator as he's <laughs> getting ready to just disembowel this man. Yeah. And then they're hunting the Xenomorph finally. And uh, again, they just keep talking shit to the Xenomorph. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. So I, I, like they—they they are the uh, power tripping like cops, dude. It's—it's it's crazy. Yeah, I've lost I've lost touch with reality. This is where I, I go out. Was uh, yeah. they're chasing the xenomorph, and it's inside of a um, maternity ward. Uh huh. And it's just kind of like hovering over a couple like incubators with uh, babies, or not incubators, but uh, what do you call them? Things with a baby. Incubator. Um, no. Like, uh, Isn't it? Uh, I don't know what it is. Whatever. Like a glass, like a. a I know. I know. I understand. Like a, a I understand crib. what it is. It's not like a crib. It's like a okay, crib, but okay. it's like a bed. I got it. Like a bassinet. I don't know. It's a, a glass, glass box. Thing. Yeah, I get it's it. It's a box, but only half a box. Okay. Don't pick them off and shit. Whatever. The fuck those the, okay. Okay. Parents. Got it. Parents, help us out. Uh, yeah. But the yeah the xenomorph is hovering over one of those. And this brand newborn infant child looks up at it and it speaks. Like, fuck you. You've got a fucking two-day-old infant speaking? This is where I, I bail out. What did it say? It's a dada. Oh. Like, ha 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 ha, it's so funny. He thinks his fucking alien monster is his father. Such a funny joke. I don't remember. This book. That was terrible. I don't remember this scene at all. Did we read different books? Chapter two of the <laughs> Alien story. Oh, it's in book right. two of that. Okay, I mean, I just then, read a. And then All the right. judge goes, "No, we can't shoot it because remember that acid blood? It'll rain, and we'll turn this dirty ward into a morgue. You just have oh, to man. give it something tougher to chew on." And then Judge talks more shit to the Xenomorph <laughs> to get its attention to have it chase after him instead of a. Uh, Eating babies, huh? We we might have read different books, but apparently the stories are similar enough. So you, everything I said sounds familiar, right? To you, I don't really remember them working with the Predator at all. I think he killed. No, oh. he stabs Predator in the heart. Oh, uh, dude, we we like read the, different books. Girl. <laughs> we I think we definitely read different books. There was a guy with a giant robot at the very beginning. And uh, he <laughs> no, was only there's... in it for like two seconds. Okay, no. Like, that, judge, the judges swarm this. on him and kill him right then and there. Oh, whoops. And then, okay. so they, all right, so they call in the psychic girl, and uh, they're having her, like, try to link to the predator to find it for them, because he's using his camouflage the entire time. And she gets pissed off at uh, whatever the main judge is, because he's, like, Try to treat her like uh, she's a piece of equipment and she can just turn on her psychic abilities <laughs> at any point in time. Okay. She's pissed off and she's like, it's not like that. A lamp, I can't just use it when I want. It comes to me, you dumb dick. And she drives off angrily and she gets into a car accident with a truck driver. And uh, she's got a vial of the predator blood, so that part was correct. And it spills on her. And for whatever reason, like this the guy that was in the accident with her, she was like, hey, you're bleeding. And instead of just, like, wiping it off, she just licks it off. Uh-oh. And then she gets, like, this head rush, and she's, like, psychically linked to the Predator for a second. And then she just decides to drink the rest of the vial of the Predator blood. And then she goes back to the uh, judge's base, and that's what she tells them about the link connection thing that she has. And so they swarm in with these napalm robot monsters and uh, a bunch of judges. Hmm. But they... He does. She's in the middle of the fight because she's connected to the Xeno or the Predator now. She can feel his pain, and she's trying to talk 
the judge is out of killing it because she's trying to explain to him about how it's suffering or something. And at the very end, the judge, I assume it was Dredd, I don't know which one specifically, he just takes a knife and just stabs it in the heart and dies. Okay. So that's what I meant when I it was hmm. alien ver- or it was predator versus the judges and then it was the judges versus the alien. The alien story, it's um uh Xenomorphus somehow crash lands on the planet and there's a random mock guy. They kill the predator or they kill the xenomorphic like it has one of the little tiny attachments that jump out and yeah. connects to the guy's face straight out of the movie. And then that somehow infects them and uh Xenomorph goes and runs off. They're like, oh, it's a fast little son of a gun. You can't catch to it, catch up to it. And then randomly, like, that's when he goes to the eternity ward and climb down there, and then he chases after the judge who was like, oh, he was sitting tough for his on. That was book one. Okay. But they both get killed at the very end of these, so I don't know how they made a second book. Well, shit, did I read book two, though? You might have. You, I don't know. ending some kind of death or, like, conclusive ending? So, in my book, it was uh, this doctor who made the furries. He is splicing together DNA. So, he got DNA from the, the alien trophy in one of the Predator's ships. Because they found a Predator and it was weekend and surprise. So, they were able to kill the Predator, uh, the one Predator. Uh, and he takes this DNA, he's splicing it with people. And uh, he, he splices the DNA with himself to become a qu- the, the queen alien or whatever. But what it is, is like they, they kill the queen, they kill all the aliens in the end in Mega City 1 uh, by working together with the predators. So Judge Dredd and the other predators who came to Earth to find their buddy. So there's like four predators that are working with the judges and they work together to kill them. Once they do, they're just like, okay, we're going to leave. And it's and then Judge Dredd's like, stay off my planet. If you come back, I'll you know, just like being a fucking asshole, even though they work together and they are very helpful. Basically, the predators just leave, and uh, I don't think they had any teaser, but I I, I don't remember. Just kind of ended there. Well, anyway, uh, that's uh, did I have anything else here? No, I don't think so. Wait, you remember Archbishop Emoji? Was that in your book? I don't know if that was the name. It was a bad guy at the very beginning that Judge Dredd takes out, or the judges okay. take out. Okay. Well, all right. There's some sort but of weird had a, thing he going had a on. Robot with guy. Yeah. With an emoji face. But well, he, he's killed off in one okay. second page. Alright, never mind then. So I guess there is a little bit of continuation. Anyway, I have a review. Do you want to hear a review? My book or yours? Probably oh, mine. Really this, <laughs> it's it's my book. Right, <laughs> yes, it's mine. Yeah. <laughs> Prove I'm not crazy. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! You can go on Amazon on your phone and find one if you want. But um, yeah, that's, your, that's your game. I want to see you <laughs> No, you can do it. Uh, there's only one review for this, though. It's five stars. The title is Predator, Judge Dredd, and Aliens. So then it goes, Predator, Judge Dredd, and Aliens. What more do you need? Beer, you say? Well, you'll have to figure that out on your own. And that was it. <laughs> so all you need is beer. Oh, Sold cool. separately. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going through the website now. And yeah. Apparently, there's an Archie versus Predator part two what the fuck apparently there was already a part one of that oh man team up riverdale fuck yeah riverdale versus predator yeah that's what i need let's go ahead and move on to our next segment and talk a little bit about tv shows fuck 
these comic book shows. <laughs> so we watched Blade, the 2006 Spike TV series starring Sticky Fingers. So what did you think about Blade? I loved it. it was awesome, <laughs> really? Why? Yeah, man. I don't know. I like Blade. And I love Sticky <laughs> Fingers, so... Okay. Of all the Blade live-action things that have come out, this is by far the fourth best of the four. <laughs> I, think, I think that's definitely fair to say. Okay, so so wait, what's the ranking? I didn't even know there was four. So Wesley Snipes is number one, right? Uh, no, obviously he's number one. Yeah, so what about, about the others? I'm not talking about people to play Blade. I'm talking about oh. specific entries in the Blade franchise. Okay, so what's number two? Oh, so like, you mean yet. the... Okay, go ahead. Like the order of the movies is just I, okay. The okay, show would obviously be so obviously Blade Trinity is number one. So what's no, number you say that one hundred percent sarcastically? But that one is my favorite. Okay, I fucking love Blade Trinity. <laughs> I don't know why the fuck everyone like she's on it. I, I don't remember I a second. That of little it. interview with Patton Oswalt just talking about how yeah. <laughs> Wesley Snipes would only answer the name Blade. Yeah, this makes it a million times better in my opinion. Like, that is that pretty awesome. Automatically catapults that into the greatest movie in Blade franchise history. Yeah. Plus, I haven't seen the other two in like such a long, way longer time. Like, I I remember I saw Blade one. I remember it was cool. I saw it in theaters. But I haven't seen it again like since then. So I would yeah. say Blade two would be number two because Ron Perlman was in that one. Oh shit! Nice. Like, I remember Blade has to team up with, like, the, uh, the hit squad of, like, Fuel Team 6 of Vampires for some reason. Oh. Someone they were all interested in got captured or something, and they had to fight, like, some super vampires, I think. I don't remember what the fuck it was, but Tom Perlman was a part of that team, and that was cool. Okay. And then, uh, number one, I guess, I would put Blade just because I haven't seen it in 20 years and don't remember a single part of it. Oh, okay. I remember hmm. New York. So let's talk about why this is number four of four. Um, <laughs> the the acting is total fucking garbage, and the choreography is is like late Steven Seagal level like garbage. Like these creative cuts to make it look like <laughs> like the choreography even, even was such that. shit. <laughs> even better about that is they like. There were, like, three different instances in every single fight where Blade could easily just, like, finish it by killing the vampire he's fighting. Yeah. But they go through such elaborate, like, ways of, like, having Blade, like, just miss killing him originally so that he can get, like, one or two kicks in against Blade just to, like, draw out the fights a thousand times longer. Yeah. Blade is sitting point blank and he misses uh, shooting the one vampire in the, uh... Uh, whatever the fuck it was, like the hospital or whatever. That yeah, yeah. Hospital where uh, the cop's sister went, mm-hmm. or the dead guy's sister was first that. But uh, he's standing point blank, shoots one, kills it, and then he's right next to the other one. He just magically misses him so the other guy can throw in like one flip and Blake can do a cool kick to him. Like, yeah. They do that in every <laughs> single fight. They just draw it out. You know, even other than to show off sticky fingers <laughs> awesome. I guess. Newly learned, like, fighting skills. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, <laughs> his fucking fighting skills. It, it's insane. Like, they don't stay on a shot for more than, like, uh, a fourth of a second. They're, like, constantly cutting to, like, stitching together, uh, trying to make Blade look cool. <laughs> Just, like, 
you know, change this angle, this angle, now this angle, now this one. <laughs> it's fucking crazy, man. It's fucking such garbage. And Sticky Fingers, he's he's doing a, a Batman voice. So I think he could do the next Batman. He's got the voice down. Like, <laughs> just that stupid, like, he was, uh, he was Christian Bale thing. Just doing an impression yeah. of Wesley Snipes playing Blade, though. Like, that's all he <laughs> was just trying to sound like Wesley Snipes playing Blade still. I, I love that opening scene, though, where he's, like, uh, riding a motorcycle indoors. I don't know how he got his motorcycle in that fucking warehouse. That was Blade, pretty great. You can ride wherever you want to ride. <laughs> just, like, that's, that's the, the first thing you see. Blade. True, yeah. yeah. But then, like, he beats this, like, vampire guy, and he's like, okay, you can go. He's like, oh, seriously? Or, or it's like, oh, are you kidding? He's like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just, like, chops his head off. So, uh, the very next fight that he has, yeah, he goes to that uh, underground tattoo parlor. And do you recognize the tattoo artist that he has the brief fight with? No. Alright, so that was... Former UFC light heavyweight champion Chuck Liddell, who co-starred on an episode of Blue Mountain State around the exact same time, because oh. I think UFC fights used to oh, be on yeah. Spike TV, so they had like some kind of like deal with them. Okay. Chuck Liddell, who was like still a, a big star in the sport at that point in time, would uh, just randomly pop up on like every single Spike TV series, I guess. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and Chuck Liddell, as a tattoo artist, tried to outbox Sticky Fingers. He's he's like that nurse on those uh, Netflix Marvel shows. <laughs> Just shows yeah, up in yeah. all the shows. To tie, to tie the all the Spike TV series together, yeah. <laughs> the, the Spike TV verse. <laughs> he's he's uh, <laughs> Sammy's like hallucination uh, confidence. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's right. On the That's one right. episode. Okay. He eats the dick gummies. <laughs> is, is Spike TV still around? Do they, is, are they still putting out shit? Ooh. Uh, I wonder. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's still a channel. I have no idea what the fuck's right. on it anymore. We should we should make a podcast about only Spike TV. Spike TV from the early two thousands. Yeah, two thousands. Hey, even now, I don't care. Fuck it. Also, during one of uh, Sticky Fingers' fights, his fingers really aren't that sticky because he he drops the, his sword, which I was surprised to see Sticky Fingers drop a sword. That was Blade that dropped the sword, not Sticky. <laughs> well. How dare you? I am con- I'm conflating the two. Well, because it's sticky fingers on the screen. I'm like, well, yeah, why'd you drop that, that sword? He's that good of an actor that he was able to like, somehow <laughs> fake. He, made it, he washed on. his hands. Give the dude credit. Give the dude credit. He's that great of an actor. Yeah. He was able to play a guy who couldn't hold on to shit. <laughs> yeah. Give, give this man an Emmy. Yeah. Said it in the opening, he it's well deserved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Orcus blade, clumsy blade. Yeah. Uh, he also cuts someone's dick. That was pretty fun. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. That's a good move. Yeah, it is. Go for the dick. It's the vampire's weakness. Oh fuck! Also, speaking of weaknesses, holy shit! Like garlic is an extreme weakness of vampires. I didn't understand. <laughs> like. What the fuck? I thought they just were so, like, ew, I don't like it. And like, they stay away. But it just like makes them burst into flames and turn to dust. It's fucking crazy. So the, the whole scene with the uh, farmhouse of them, all the, all the new vampires just like being sealed up in uh, Ziploc baggies. Yeah. That's, there's a thing similar to that on the very end of the strain, which I think oh. must have clearly taken inspiration from the Blade 
TV show. So I think they cool. owe Blade quite a bit of credit for that. But uh, yeah, I, I love that they were just creating all these new vampires solely to like keep experimenting on like daylight cures yeah. and uh, garlic vaccines. Yeah, that was pretty fun. But yeah, that that guy went up in flames immediately. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Just like anytime garlic is involved, it's like, oh, this has garlic on it. And you touch a vampire, you just like fucking burst in the flames. Crazy. Also, that, that cop who becomes a uh, vampire guinea pig at the end. I like how when the, the girl is like trying to find out about like her brother who was killed by some vampire guy. And she's talking to the corrupt guy and she goes to his office and she walks in and the dude's like laughing his ass off on the phone, like talking to somebody. And then like, he's like, oh, hang up. So he's like, mm, yeah, sorry, serious. Yeah, here we are now. And then she leaves and he immediately picks up the phone again and starts like laughing. Like this dude is like a fucking chatty Kathy, dude. He's, he just can't stop. It's crazy. He's gossiping like constantly on the phone. So weird. I, I guess that's all I had about this show. Do you have anything else? Everyone should definitely watch it. It's well worth it's, it. It's weird, and you should check it out. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I went to IMDb to look at Sticky Fingers to uh, see what else he's been in. I I was surprised at how many uh, things he's appeared in. He, he's really he's got a pretty solid like acting career here. He's he's appeared in a lot of stuff. One of like those like CBS style like shitty lame cop shows that he's like yeah oh yeah they're all just like one episode runs but so he's been yeah. like every single one of those terrible things that you could imagine oh yeah i, I want to see this movie a day in the life from 2009 because he he's in this movie as sticky so i think that's pretty gonna be pretty funny and it's like a- action crime drama musical thriller and it has 5.3 stars on imdb so i think this looks pretty worthwhile is he uh oh shit he's not top build though never mind i don't want to see this anymore forget it the fake biographical movie about himself he's not the top build actor well that's what i was hoping it was i was hoping it'd be like uh that 50 cent movie or whatever that uh ride or die trying or something like that what, what was that movie called not ride or die uh, get rich get rich or oh, get, get rich or die trying yeah, yeah that's it that's it yeah get rich or die trying <laughs> Where he's like, I'm a gangster, Grandpa. I want to see that. I want to see Sticky Fingers in that role. Talking about uh, what to do next week here, I, I have a couple of oh, wait, wait, options on, here. I found, okay, I found a review for my book. Okay, I'm let's hear it. Sure. All so right. It's a four-star review. While I really enjoyed the content, parentheses, as I do with pretty much everything involved in Dread, and parentheses, the spine of the book itself was not made particularly well, and so I found <laughs> that while reading, the pages completely separated. The glue is held, though, so it's not a total loss. Three people wow. found that helpful. Oh, wow. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So, Damn. Get your spines checked when you purchase this book. Yeah, make sure they're legit. Um, For next week... One one thing we could do, we could keep doing this. Uh, Preacher came out, so we could watch season four of Preacher. What do you what do you think of that? Um, all right. Yeah. And then another idea I was kind of having was uh, I I checked the internet for podcasts by comic book companies and uh, found a treasure trove of Marvel and DC podcasts put out by the companies themselves or, or like sponsored by the companies themselves. 
And I think that might be an interesting thing to talk about. Cause like there's a, there's a Batwoman podcast. Like there's, there's just like long lists of podcasts for those two. There's one image comic podcast as well. And, uh, I don't, it might be interesting yeah, to are, are you, talk shit about podcasts. Did you too. actually like, are they actually about characters and storylines themselves? Or are you just talking about like how Marvel, I know specifically does this where they have like a weekly podcast that comes out where it's them. So that Agent M, Ryan Forrest, idiot fucking guy, and whoever else. Let's talk about like all the fucking books and like movies and TV shows that come out that week. They just gotta read Maybe. That's all it is. It's just promoting their own merchandise. Hold on, let me uh let me just go to the Marvel one real quick. Let's uh let's have a look. <clears throat> yeah, this week in Marvel must be what you're talking That's about. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that one. They have uh, Wolverine, The Lost Trail, which was that uh, the Bayou one I was talking about. They have a podcast called Woman of Marvel. Yes. And like the description is the woman of Marvel assembled to show how people of all backgrounds are making a powerful and positive impact on our stories. And like, so it's like, so it's the female <laughs> writers, I'm guessing. I think then. so. Maybe Marvel's pull list. That's that's going to be another one. Just talking about every new book each week. Yeah, it's like ex- exclusive previews for Marvel books. Marvel's voices, something about you. I don't know, like the the Wolverine, like yeah. the actual like story that they wrote specifically to do in like a podcast one. One that one was okay. I didn't mind checking it out because it was a cool idea. Well, but, yeah, I feel like if we ever, you know, get bored of TV shows, maybe we could probably take a look at podcasts. Be fun to listen to. You know, we could take clips of shit and everything, and maybe talk about that. There's uh, the Marvel After Show, colon, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, Season 2. Hmm? All right, I'm in. <laughs> you won me over. This week in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. This yeah, week in Marvel's I, I knew, Agent I know Carter. They that yeah, one. okay, okay. okay. Uh, all their awful TV shows. The Mighty Marvel Podcast. There's, there's like so many of them. Let's do but, the ones uh, with the uh, the female writers. Let's find an yeah, episode when uh, Kelly Sue is talking about the uh, Gambit Rogue marriage stuff. I'll read. I'll listen to that one. You go through each individual episode description, find that one, oh. and I'll listen to it for you. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll figure this out. At this point, it's just kind of a idea here. But for the DC one, you said they have like character specific ones, like the Wolverine for Batwoman. Yeah. yeah. Hang on. Hold on. I'm, I'm looking for that page again. I'll listen to that one. I like the idea of it being a story that they're actually just recording instead of like writing and drawing. Oh fuck, I can't find it. They had some other stupid ones too. The only one I can remember is uh is called Quiver, the Arrow Podcast. <laughs> Which I just like that name, Quiver. Well, that was the name Harley Quinn kept trying to give him to name his uh little secret base. Oh really? In the Injustice oh, okay. Book. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. That's pretty I good assume name. I assume if it's era specific, it's probably about the TV show, maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, okay. Uh, well, let's let's uh, we'll we'll see if we want to do that at some point then. But um, I guess for next week we have preacher, so let's let's talk about preacher. Uh, we'll talk about episode or no season four episode one, or maybe there's I think there's two actually that came out on the same day. Did it come out? This past came out, Sunday, or does it come out next Sunday? It came out, like, this past Sunday, last week. Oh, so that'll be two then. 
Yeah. Well, there were two that came out on the same day, so there might be four if you really want to catch up. Oh, Jesus. I don't know why they're doing two at a time, but no, whatever. We can just, we'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that was this week. Episode one and two came out. So, yeah, just, just, there's only two episodes. Okay. All right. For next week, I'm going to pick Seven Psychopaths. Okay. The comic book. Remember that movie? No. I barely do. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember us all, and I was like, oh, that was actually a lot cooler than I thought it would be, but I can't tell you a single, like, specific detail about the movie. Okay. I think Sam Rockwell and Christopher Walken are in it, but I, I can't remember what the fuck the plotline of it is, but this is a comic book version of it, so we'll read it. There's three issues on the website, so it shouldn't All be right. too long. All right, sounds good. So I'm going to bring in Daisy Cutter, The Last Train. Are you specifically looking for anything with train in the title now? No, it's just coincidence. Sure. <laughs> so Daisy Cutter, that's a K-U-T-T-E-R. Oh, shit. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. So would I. All right. Well, we'll have to go ahead and uh, wrap things up. I got to get going pretty soon. So follow me okay, on the internet at... Season 4. Right, right. So follow me on the internet at Donnie Ohm. I'm at these two the God. For Giraffes HBT Pod. And... Patreon.com slash giraffes have black tongues. SoundCloud.com slash Daniel Burbank to listen to this exciting song and many others. Ride the rails with us all aboard. Choo choo. Until <laughs> next time, friends. May your travels have lots of views and shit. No children. Yeah. May your travels be on tracks and uh, windows open. So we'll see you guys next week. All aboard! Uh, the train is leaving the station. This train shit is really gonna take off. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, I like this uh, this train stuff. It's very fun. Also on that train, for some reason, they they have like a a series of videos about how the train is made and delivered and and starts going and comparing the different kinds of trains. It's about a f- like a five minute oh, video. Wheels, yes, well, it's kind of like no, it's, wheels. yeah, basically. But it's like a five minute video, and they and it's just on loop for four hours the entire time the train is going. That's fucking awesome. And they have like they have like uh there's like fucking like eight tvs in every train car so i I don't know why they need so many tvs like you're not doing anything with that it's just seems like you could save money on that because there's no announcement your country's top rapper jin j-i-n yeah he once had a big single eh, his debut single which is all right ish uh called learn Mm -hmm. chinese i remember he specifically drops a, a verse in there about how like Chinese people should uh, be able to ride the railroads for free since they built them. (laughs) So, 
Yeah. They should just be playing that over there on like a continuous loop for you. True. And yeah. Old episodes of Hell on Wheels. Cause I mean, we all know how they were really built. Colin Bohannon. That's right. He's a good boss. He was, he was fair. Yes. Very fair. Yeah. That uh hip hop thing is really popular here these days. Jin specifically. Well, like they have all these like hip hop competition shows. It's like American Idol, but for Chinese oh. hip hop. Uh, and Jin is somehow in- involved in that. I think he might be a judge oh, or something. I mean, he's like the biggest known rapper. I would assume he's probably like a judge. Yeah. 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 Awesome. He is. Cause I, he, I guess he like released like two albums over here on Wyclef Jean's uh, record label. And then everything he's done since has only been in Chinese language, spoken in Chinese. Yeah. And in China only as releases. So I don't know if he just moved over to China and just like gave up on like trying to make it in America or what. But that I guy think was he fucking did. awesome. I miss him. Yeah. He was a great rapper. Yep. You can come to China and see him. Yeah. Start, start throwing up this uh, Jin's Got Talent of uh, yeah. American Idol <laughs> show, whatever the fuck. I want to see him judge people. Yeah. In Chinese. Yeah. I'll figure it out I just guess... to learn what he's saying. You're you're going learn Chinese. <laughs> God damn it! That train inspired you so well. You yeah. tapped into this unknown uh, market of talent that you had. You need to ride a. You need to go on a train trip every fucking week. Yeah, I'm on another level now. I've uh, transcended. Let's hope it sticks. Yeah. So we don't get regular down here next week. 